0: You're listening to the Plane Talking UK podcast, a UK-based podcast written by a passenger
1: for anyone. And here are your hosts, Carl Stebbings and Matt Smith. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 96 of the Plane Talking UK podcast. I'm Carl Stebbings and joining me, (laughs) uh, stressed, in my kitchen studio is Matt.
0: Oh, good morning, everyone. Uh, well, I, I, I say good morning. I really don't really good, good morning. good morning at all. We, uh, yes. we
1: have had the, 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 probably the worst technical issues yeah, that we've I think had so. since we started so. the yeah, live yeah, yeah. shows. And
0: ironically, it wasn't anything to do with us. It turned out to be a fault in, in, in yeah. YouTube for some reason. So for those of you who have moved to, uh, our, to temporary our temporary new home, yeah. um, thank you very much for your patience for sticking with us, frankly. Because uh, we are now nearly an hour late. This, this is we a are. new record. This yeah. is a new
1: record. So hopefully those of you guys in the chat room can hear us uh that would be uh good if you could just give us a wave and uh, good morning good morning to everyone in the chat room um uh, just adjusting my camera uh glenn towler captain owls in there uh we've got mark harvey and uh, we've got jennifer parkinson uh, mash in there morning to you all thanks for joining us this morning Indeed,
0: yes. I think I think we should really crack on before I anything know. else goes
1: wrong, don't you? So before anything <laughs> else breaks or blows up or explodes, um, yeah. we're going to start the show as we do each week with our rundown of the weekly news from around the world. Sorry, and now what UK, are you doing? I'm just just doing <laughs> something. Don't. don't.
0: <laughs> oh no. So if you're ready, Matt. Oh,
1: oh yeah. Why not? Let's yeah. go. <laughs> So, kicking off this week's first news story... He just story. said he's going to
0: harm someone, and he looked at me I, when he said that. I'm really nervous.
1: i I'll kill my co-host. No, but um, really, though, our first news story this week is on the Business Traveller site, and uh, it's regarding the uh, Airbus A350. And the headline, What You Need to Know. Okay. Uh, the A350 XWB aircraft is the next generation aircraft from Airbus. It has a number of different configurations and with its newly announced ultra-long range uh, configuration, the A350-900 is able to perform flights of up to 19 hours in duration. Blimey. Uh, the uh, A-X, A350-XWB offers efficiencies for airlines uh, ordering it according to Airbus. Um, these are as follows. It offers a 25% fuel in, uh, improvement in uh, efficiency and 25% uh, lower seat mile cost uh, compared mm-hmm. to current uh, aluminium or aluminium, as our American oh. friends call it, long-range competitors oh. such as the 777. Oh oh, okay. uh, the a thrifty XWB is powered by the new fuel-efficient and quiet Rolls-Royce uh, Trent XWB engines uh every uh, seat offered the a350 xwb uh, burns nine percent less fuel than the 787-9 wow oh, that's unfortunate for boeing <laughs> <Oops>. the uh <laughs> fuel burn advantage combined with lower maintenance costs and uh, mm. operating costs per seat uh, makes it uh, slightly better than the uh, 787-9 mm. that's scary well uh, it's also got 35 more seats than the 787 and uh has offers a potential revenue advantage of ten percent more. Yeah. Um, we've got wow. some pictures here. Indeed, on, yeah, let's bring those uh, up on the screen. He says, of hopefully, the interior. Yeah. Hopefully, these will come up on the screen. <laughs> okay, uh, of the yeah, interior of the, of yeah. the A350. It's some lovely look that grand. does look. They're very much not economy seats. Those ones. Do you think? Yeah, Do you think? Yeah. you can't and see Ryanair adding that to their collection anytime soon. No, no, no. <laughs> and according to the uh, according to this uh, this uh, article, the cockpit also has become more comfortable and user-friendly. Mm for okay. the pilots. Um, Captain Al's in the chat room. He flies, uh, Captain Al flies the Airbus A321. Right. And he also flies, uh, he's also flown the A330 as well. Okay. Um, so I should imagine that these uh, these flight decks are fairly uh, fairly sort of common for him. He, he knows uh, he knows where all the bits and pieces and what they are and what they do. Mm, so, um, absolutely. So for any of you guys in the chat room who want to know yeah. anything about uh, flying an Airbus, yes. <laughs> Captain Al is in it the is, chat room. He's the man. Yes, absolutely. Uh, actually, on, on that note, uh, uh, um, Captain
0: Al has uh, made a marvellous suggestion there in the chat room for me. I think I need a large brandy. He definitely does. Uh, I'm not yeah. going to disagree with you there. But, uh, yeah, Glenn's also said 19 hours. That is just crazy. 19 hours in a yeah, yeah. Mark, Mark Harvey says he goes crazy. And uh, Glenn has also
1: said that I'm a big fan of the A350. I do want to fly in one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. bet. Yeah, we, might, we might see one at uh, Farnborough this year. Perhaps really? Perhaps Airbus have got one there on show. Oh, excellent. Anyway, on to the next story. Uh, and this one is a slightly... Um, um worrying
0: story I think and it is a story to always seems to end up being a Ryanair story I don't know why yeah. um, well I do know why because Carl, <laughs> Carl keeps putting them in in second but anyway uh, um, yes now, now should I play the shall I play the clip first yeah we're gonna play the yeah.
1: clip this for this story okay uh,
0: what's the headline in this one uh, the, well the the, the the headline is uh, this is sorry this is on the independent um, website and it is uh, we don't want to die Ryanair apologizes for capping crew members regrettable comment which is slightly Ooh. unnerving um so we're going to we're going to have a go at uh, now given how well everything's been working this morning i'm a little bit apprehensive about doing this um so if i just bring this up here uh and uh, hopefully if you bring up the yeah, sound we're ready to we'll go give this we'll go give this us is a little, little video clip of orion air flight very very recently
2: Captain cannot take us when we have our eye on the wings, we don't wanna die. Oh, Captain Indeed. cannot take us when we have our eye on the wings, we don't wanna die. Oh, really
0: oh, die. Well, that's that's lovely, isn't it? So there we <laughs> I do really not believe what it. you just said No, there. I know, absolutely. So Ryanair have apologised for a regrettable comment made by a Ryanair cabin crew member in the heat of the moment. A short video clip, which we've just played to you, which was shared on Facebook, appears to depict a cabin crew member explaining that a plane cannot take off due to ice on the wing, which she appears to joke about that we don't want to die. Now those are not words you want to hear. We don't want to no, die. No, no, I don't think anybody, you know, <laughs> there are a few in this world who actually wish for oh, that to happen. Dear. I think a representative for Ryanair told the independent that the company will be speaking to the crew member involved and apologize for the regrettable comment she made in the heat of the moment passenger ella ryan posted the short clip on facebook where it has been viewed over 16,000 times in 17 hours the video appears to have since been deleted from facebook um, but it has been republished widely on youtube on youtube and other video sharing websites ryan um, was on a flight from glasgow to dublin which had a allegedly been delayed almost eight hours ryan described reaction to the cabin crew members comments as absolute mayhem <laughs> and i don't blame them that is a, that a is horrific amazing. story uh, but yeah hopefully
1: you, hopefully you guys in, in the chat room heard that yeah, or, or, absolutely. Or sort of, uh, yeah. understood that kind of um uh, you know that uh, I don't video there i just don't understand why just why why would you do that
0: why? Why would you say that out loud? I, I mean, mean in, you, <laughs> you know, I, I get the whole heat, of the moment thing, but it's just, surely there must be a filter somewhere in your head that if you're about to take people up in the air... Uh, and it's, you know, flying conditions are not ideal. Why would the word die appear in your vocabulary in any way, shape or form when speaking to... Oh, I don't know. That's a, that's a very strange <laughs> Mark
1: thing. Harvey's in the chat room. He's put, uh, heat of the moment with ice oh, on, it's the on the wing. wing. Absolutely. Maybe that moment oh, should dear. have been
0: pumped outside to... Uh, I mean, out I, the I
1: couldn't imagine for one second that uh, Captain Al would, uh, <laughs> would would be on the flight deck and or give a, a PA a, a kind uh, of, no. uh, um, no. you know... Um, Good, uh, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, we'll be taking off soon once the uh, engineers have put some sellotape on the engines. One of fallen off <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. A bit of blue
1: tack that always works. I can't imagine. Also, the legend that
0: is pilot Pip doing anything no. really stupid <laughs> either, not not when it comes to stuff like that. Just bizarre story. Just a bizarre story. Oh, it's yeah. good. It's good. Anyway, on so to moving on
1: to the next story on the business traveller site. This one is a bit more uh, a bit more low key. Okay, good. Uh, so the headline: <laughs> British Airways considering. More A380s, oh. um, which is good because we were covering stories earlier on that were saying that the 380s were going uh, sort of, um, yeah, you know, to sort of lack of interest. Actually, yeah. So, British Airways owner IAG is looking uh, into the possibility of expanding its A380 fleet beyond the 12 it already is operating or has ordered. BA received its first A380 in July 2013 and currently has 10, uh, with the final two to be delivered uh, later this year. Destinations served by the aircraft include Singapore, Hong Kong, Johannesburg, Miami, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and Washington, D.C. It configures the aircraft in four classes with 14 seats in first on the main deck, followed by 44 Club World seats in a 242 configuration. Then there's 199 World Traveller seats in a 343 layout, or economy as most Mm. people call it. Uh, the upper deck has a further 53 Club World seats in a 232 layout, followed by 55 World Traveller Plus seats, also configured in a 232 layout. And then there's 104 World Traveller seats in a 242 layout. Gosh. Uh, it seems that Chief Executive Willie Walsh is considering a further expansion of up to another six A380 aircraft. Uh, and he said that uh, a slot at a slot constrained airport the A380 is useful for allowing an airline to carry more passengers per slot. Emirates has A380s on all five of its slots at London Heathrow and it also makes sense when there is a high demand on a route but the airline does not want to or is unable to add extra frequency. Walsh also spoke of the possibility of having the A380 enter service with fellow airline Iberia. Mm. Uh, In additional reports from the Wall Street Journal, Willie Walsh said he also regretted not ordering more Boeing 777-300ERs. BA has six of these, and it would be interested in increasing the fleet size again by leasing uh, these aircraft. Ah, right, yes. So that's good news for for Airbus. It uh, is, more yeah. orders for such an uh, mm. an airline, such as BA, uh, increasing. I don't think they'll ever have the kind of air, a 380 fleet that Emirates have, because no. Emirates operate a, a, a massive amount of these. Mm. I forget I what it is off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, but it's good, anyway. good news. I, I don't know if I dare you to Google anything. I, no. I
0: <laughs> we're a bit terrified. I've seen one of these close up at,
1: at uh, Heathrow as well, the 380 in BA. And, uh, mm. I don't know what it is, but the 380s in BA colours look really nice. Well, BA a, a colours really in general, it just no, sort of tends to look good. quite
0: nice, doesn't it? Okay, on to the next story. This is on the Reuters website, and the headline is is uh, Wizz Air sorry I knew you said Ryanair I didn't mean (laughs) that Wizz Air aims to catch Ryanair on costs over the next year or so Oh, this is exciting Wizz Air expects to replace Ryanair as the airline with the lowest costs in Europe over the next year or so the chief executive of Eastern European low cost carrier told Reuters on Monday Um, Mr Varadi said that uh, its rivals costs were creeping up as it flies to more primary airports and invests in customer service our costs keep coming down, their costs creep up, so I think in the course of the next year or so, the lines will cross, he said, uh, on the sidelines of the airline economics conference in Dublin on Monday. Uh, Verradi uh, was relaxed about Ryanair's plans to open up a base in timisoara Is it timisoara
2: Timisora 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 Airport,
0: Romania, from November. Uh, Ryanair has been in Central and Eastern Europe for several years, for seven years, sorry. He said adding the... The, he adding he thought there was plenty of space in the Eastern European market for them both. Competing with Ryanair just makes us more formidable as a competing force. As part of its growth plans, Wizz Air floated in London last year and has ordered 110 A321neo uh, aircraft with revamped engines, which will be delivered from 2019. The carrier also will also take delivery of over 40 A321co now, what's a CO? Uh, that's current engine option. Current engine, current engine, engine, engine option. Current option. Between now and mid-2018. Uh, with regard to the CO aircraft, we would finance on the basis of sale and leaseback, but with the NEO, we would take a more diverse view of financing, Varadi said. He said lease rates had fallen significantly for the CO and that leasing was a good way to ensure the financier, not the airline, carried the risk of the aircraft value falling while manufacturing Airbus transitions from the CEO to NEO, But this is two, three years down the line, so we have time to take a view on, on what to do he said, referring to the financing for the news. I'm ever so sorry, that was a very badly written report. I'm very disappointed in you, Uh, (laughs) Reuters. That was not the easiest story to read, because having to change it
1: as we fly. But uh, literally, in this case. Literally, yeah. (laughs) yeah. Um, So it'll be interesting to see what sort of price differences are Mm, between Wizz Air and uh, and Ryanair when this all sort of... Or kicks off and gets into swing, mm. full swing. Yeah, I Because um, yeah. Ryanair have the lion's share, don't mm. they, of, of the um, low cost flights. So, I mean,
0: what, what are WizAir's... Um, Air's. Wizz um, What's their customer I mean, they're sort of saying because, you know, Ryanair are
1: spending money on. Well, on things like Wizz customer- haven't been going quite as long as Ryanair. Right. Um, they were founded in September 2003. Mm. Um, they've got quite a lot of operating bases around Europe, okay. uh, most of them. Not at major airports. Not at major airports. Yeah. Um, but then
0: Ryanair have only really uh, they're you know they're only sort of operating either out of Luton or out mm-hmm. of. Um, but Ryanair, uh, uh, Stansted uh, admittedly a of is a major obscured.
1: Yeah, but then that's how Nigeria. they get the
0: costs down, isn't mm. it? Essentially by doing exactly that. So they fly, fly, and Wizz Air are no different. At the, the
1: moment, they've got 116 destinations. Right. Wizz Air, okay. uh, with a fleet size of 64 aircraft, ah. um, which are made up of all Airbus aircraft. Okay uh, they've cool. got uh, they've got A321s yeah uh, they've got a few of the, a couple of those A321s like mm. what uh, Captain Al flies yeah. and they've also got uh, Airbus A320s as well they've ah. uh, got 61 of those um, but yeah, it's I mean, it's be interesting to see because Wizz Air are, are operating uh, into UK, obviously. Mm. Um, It'll be interesting to see if they can compete with Ryanair mm. to to other destinations. Yeah, and what extras they charge as well, because that's that's the thing that makes a difference: mm. cases, suitcases, and stuff, carry-ons. Mm. How much they're going to charge for ancillary? So if they make that stuff. cheaper,
0: then then there is a possibility yeah. that people will choose Wizz Air over Ryanair just because they want to take service might be better.
1: Them. Service might be well, better. Well, I've never flown with Wizz Air. No, no, I haven't. If, if Anybody in the the chat room.
0: Yeah, if you've fl- flown with Wizz Air or know anything more about them, obviously do, uh, do say, and we'll Let's read it well. out after this story, which is with you,
1: Travel On mall. the Travel Mole, and uh, a story we've covered in the past. It's, uh, it's still in the news, it's still uh, current. Uh, on the travel mall site, this one. Airlines extend Sharm el Sheikh flight cancellations. Mm. Uh, EasyJet has extended the suspension of flights into Sharm el Sheikh uh, up to the 27th of May this year, mm. as the government continues to advise against flying into the Red Sea resort. EasyJet said cancelling flights now would provide some certainty for passengers booked to fly to Sharm in the spring and early summer. It means that the airline won't offer flights to Sharm over Easter holidays and families already booked on these flights will have to defer their travel plans to switch to another destination or another airline. However, the airline might resume services in time for the school half-term break in late May if the government lifts its ban on flights between the UK and Sharm. BA has also cancelled its services up to and including March 26th. The Department of Transport ordered airlines to cancel all regular services to the popular Egyptian resort last November after it was found that a bomb that was uh, thought to have brought down the Russian holiday jet that had been. Uh Uh, had the uh, device smuggled on board. Uh, It says that flights cannot uh, resume until it is satisfied the airport has adequate security Mm. in place. Good. Passengers are booked uh, to travel to Sharm with EasyJet up to May. Uh, The 27th can arrange for a voucher for the original value of the flights to use towards alternative flights or receive a full refund. Uh, The airline suggests trips to alternative destinations with good availability, including the Canaries, Cyprus, Malta, Uh and Morocco. Uh, BA customers are being offered a full refund and the option to defer their flight or switch to another destination as well. Mm-hmm. Monarch Airlines uh, yes. has recently cancelled its flights to Sharm until the 14th of February. Right. While Thomson and Thomas Cook announced last month that they were cancelling their services up to and including March the 23rd. Gosh. So it's uh, it's ongoing. You don't. You t- uh, it's one of those holiday destinations that I don't think I'll be booking to go to soon, unfortunately. But I have
0: um, to say, from a, from my own point of view, I mean, because I had a holiday um, a few years back now in in Charm, and it was absolutely wonderful. I, it, it was really, really lovely. People were really friendly. Uh, the weather was great. Um, lovely airport. Lovely, lovely airport. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I I'm not so much worried about when I get there, if I'm honest, as to say, but you can't help but be a bit nervous about. About the flight, and, and nobody sort of seems to have been brought to uh, to justice almost mm. over it, which I know is tricky whenever it comes to anything like that. But uh.
1: So next story yes, is next something story. that was brought up in the chat room just uh, a few uh, moments ago. So oh, right. this story is uh, kind, okay. of, kind of a, an interesting one. <laughs> okay, all right. So this is on local10.com. Uh, And the
0: headline is, British Airways Plane Strikes Gate After Landing at Miami International Airport. No injuries were reported, which is always good. Uh, Miami, a British uh, Airways plane has struck a gate uh, Tuesday night while landing at Miami International Airport. An airport representative said, according to the representative, Flight 209, which took off from London's Heathrow, was pulling into gate E8 when the A380 plane clipped the gate. The plane landed at 7.02pm. No injuries were reported. Airport workers are expected to repair the gate Wednesday and repairs will be done on the plane, the representative said. <laughs> Indeed, got to mend the plane. That's never a good sign. Airline officials did not immediately say how many people were aboard the plane or what went wrong. The pilot is being questioned by the investigators.
1: Now, I saw this story earlier in the week, Matt, mm. and uh, that had one of those... Uh Oh, poppy's just in. Absolutely. And he uh, <laughs> had one of those uh, news clips from uh, CBS, I think it was. Right. CBS Live. Okay, yeah, yeah. The yeah. News, uh, news yeah, I mean, the video clip things. is actually there if you want to try and... And, um, and um, if the video clip is there, I, d- I think it yeah, is. It I don't is. Know if it yeah, it is. On there, the there is one. Yeah. Is there a video there, clip? There? there is one there.
0: there. Is. If, just, just, um, just, uh, just frame that there. Hit play. We'll see what happens. I, see what happens. I, I, I don't care this morning. I'm just I'm throwing just caution to the wind. Let's hit go and see if anything happens. Turn the sound up. Here we go. He says, playing it direct yep, right. from the website. So this could go really horribly wrong. It might go wrong. It might go wrong. Says, right now at
2: Miami International Airport.
0: Yeah, we're just learning a plane with passengers on board hit a gate after landing. Let's go out live to local 10 News reporter Ben Kennedy. And Ben, you've been working this story. What is
2: the latest? Good afternoon, Michael and Constance. We're talking about a double-decker wide-body aircraft. In fact. You can see it right there behind me, in the distance beyond that truck there.
0: It's not clear how many passengers were on board at the time, but we do know no one got hurt. Let's take you up to Sky 10 HD that was overhead <laughs> to give you a better view as crews prepare to make That's a pair nice through the gate thing. and yeah. the airplane. This is British Airways Flight 209.
2: It took off late from London at arrived in MIA just after 7 We're sticking with it because we're trying to see if Once we can the see ground, the damage. It hit gate E8 you can only imagine passengers and the crew felt the impact but again did not get hurt today we did witness workers examine the aircraft which has since been grounded at this time they're also taking a closer look at the gate hmm.
0: yeah Back no I uh, was well, just trying to see if we could um, see the actual damage
2: exactly but we can't so we'll, uh, we'll we'll leave, leave that to get his
1: side, you, you were so busy sighing and tussling. Do you know? I, I watched this. I, this. This is not the original report. I, okay. I remember seeing the original report that went on on CBS yeah. live, and uh, I would, it was just one of those. Do you know how dramatised? Yes, overexcited, uh, and overexcited, yeah. excited and, and they were like, well, we, "We've not heard yet if anyone was uh, heard Injured, on board." Yeah, absolutely. You know, this aircraft was was probably travelling at best at you know th- yeah. three miles an hour, four miles an hour on the ground, yeah. taxiing. You you know, it's It's, it's it's exasperating. It's cringeworthy news. It is cringeworthy news reporting, I think. Trying to make
0: something out of basically, uh, you know, a, a... 4.1 4.1 mile an hour crash I yeah
1: i mean on that video you could see that there was some slight d- uh, damage to the um, to the nacelle the actual front yep. car co- you know okay. covering of the air the uh, engine right uh, you know it wasn't ripped off or no. you know no. there wasn't you know no. people hanging out the window it, it might or, need a little bit of a you know a re-spray yeah. now but yeah uh, yes yeah, so uh, yeah it's just you know it's just one of those stories that, that really annoys me when they because yeah. it doesn't help for people who are who got. Issues with flying, Mm, you know, know, are are scared of flying. When they see reports like this that are massively over dramatised, it doesn't help these people, you know. No. Enjoy their flying. No, indeed. Moving on (laughs) off my soapbox and on to Flight Global's (laughs) website and the headline. Lufthansa's first A320neo new engine option arrives at the Frankfurt base. Mm. So Lufthansa's first Airbus A320neo has arrived at the carrier's Frankfurt base following a delivery flight from Hamburg. Uh, the Pratt and Whitney PW1100G-powered uh, twinjet, uh, registration Delta Alpha India November Alpha, arrived at the hub around uh, quarter past two in the afternoon, uh, having departed Airbus's Finkwerden plant. The airline confirms. Uh, Lufthansa formally took delivery of the aircraft on the 20th of January. It plans to put the aircraft into service from the 24th of January, beginning with uh, Hamburg and Munich routes. Now, this is great. This is, uh, obviously this is the new engine option. So this is the A320 um, standard uh, mm. A320 with new engines to get right. a bit more yeah, fuel yeah. efficiency. And um, it's hence nice that, Neo. Uh, yeah, hence Neo. I'm yes. getting there. I'm slowly getting Neo, there. Neo, new engine option. Yeah, yes. current engine option. Yes, good. And it's, it's great that they've, they've started getting these out now because a lot of airlines have ordered these um, these ne- Neos. Mm. So it's great that uh, mm. Airbus have got their first one out to Lufthansa. The, the, there's a little
0: discussion going on in the chat room.
1: What, I don't what's know if that if, discussion about?
0: Yeah, the, the discussion about the previous story that. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, absolutely. Uh, Neil had put that it's in some Facebook. Um, Post about BA stating the cabin crew didn't give a damn. Mm. I've never had any issues flying BA in terms of hitting gates or unhappy cabin crew.
1: See, Alan's, Alan's got the, the insider info. Uh-huh. Alan's, uh, Alan's put in there that, the, that a replacement in the cell was flown out by an Antonov yesterday. Oh, oh. Did. See, good, good having, <laughs> having someone who knows, as knowledgeable yes. as Al, who knows Excellent. everything that goes on yes. in the world. Splendid. Can't aviation. wait Yes.
0: When's he coming on again? I don't know. When I've got my new tower, I think that's the next time we'll we'll dare a scope a, a skype call, I think. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> anyway, yes, next on story. to the next story. This is on the Thorn Gazette. You do worry me as to where you spend your time looking for I these know. stories. Uh, one of the world's biggest planes lands at Robin Hood Airport. Oh wow. Uh hence the Antonov look on <laughs> the
1: picture is, there. Yeah, it is. actually. Yeah, yeah yeah, that, yeah, yeah.
0: Um sorry, they were talking about it in the chat room. That's what that's why um A replacement nacelle was flown out by Antifor yesterday.
1: Ah, it's flowing out. Uh, no, well, that's, no, this is flying into Robin Hood Airport. Ah, right, okay. Yeah, this is the yeah.
0: One. concentrate, Smith. Uh, concentrate uh, Smith. Right, so there's one of the world's biggest aircraft has landed at Doncaster's Robin Hood Airport. The Antonov 124 is the largest military transport aircraft in the world and touched down at the airport earlier today. For 30 years, it was the, the world's largest aircraft, gross weight production cargo plane, and second heaviest operating cargo aircraft behind the one off Antonov AN 225. The Antonov AN-225 has also landed at the airport and was filmed at Robin Hood Airport last November. Only one AN-225 Miria was ever built by the company Antonov, and the giant of the skies has made several visits to Robin Hood in recent years. What goes on there, then, that they
1: they moving? Big cargo, I guess. Well, it must be something something big, heavy there. Carl. Do you think? Yes. Yeah, I mean, you've Absolutely. got the picture on the... you can put that picture on yes, the... Yes, I will, uh, yeah, OK. There we go. Yeah. Pop that one on the screen you'll be, uh, for the guys in the chat room to be able to yeah. see this. Not that, the one, that one, Sorry. There we go. Antonov <laughs> 124. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's got some serious wheels on there. It has. Yes. I think that. <laughs> what com- an undercarriage that is. <laughs> Absolutely. I've n- never heard you say that phrase before. I've never seen, <laughs> one of these, never, never seen one of these close up before, but I would no. love to see one mm. of these Antonovs because they are such a humongous aircraft. There's probably uh, not, there's probably not um, a, at the air shows, there probably isn't a landing strip big enough to take it. Uh huh. I'd love, to I'd love to see one of these configured in the passenger. Mm. You would be able to carry some many, serious many amount of How people do you think those. would hold? Well, the two two five is bigger. The Antonov two two five is even bigger than the one two four. Yeah, uh, the two two five is is the largest transport mm. uh, category aircraft in the okay. world. It's huge. Cool. I'd Beast. love to see that one yeah. uh, with, with passengers and stuff. Uh, ever the chat room is still going there. Well done, hello everyone. <laughs> <laughs> <Been there. laughs> They're still there. We're still, we're still broadcasting. We're still
0: here, yes, absolutely. It's a, a
1: miracle has occurred. Right, <laughs> so next story then is on Flight Global's site. And the headline Southwest orders 33 737 800s and up gauges 25 737 700 orders. Matt's looking <laughs> worryingly at the screen. Southwest Airlines has ordered an additional 33 uh, 737-800s and converted its remaining 25 737-700 firm orders to the larger variant. We have increased our orders uh, for the future for our uh, delivery schedule to support our recent decision to accelerate the retirement of our 737 Classic fleet to no later than mid-2018, said Southwest Chief Executive Gary Kelly. This decision is expected to reduce the operating costs over the acceleration period and improve customer experience with a better on-time performance and Wi-Fi-equipped 737 aircraft. Southwest is expected to discuss the order in greater detail in an earnings call later this week. Uh, it says that the revised delivery schedule will increase its uh, aircraft capital commitments by $400 million after 2015. The airline ended 2015 with a fleet of 704 aircraft. My word, that's a lot of aircraft. It is. Yeah. After taking delivery of 19 new 737 800s and 24 pre owned 737 mm. 700s. Uh, the Dallas based carrier also retired four of its 737 Classics. A revised fleet plan shows that Southwest expects to take delivery of 36 737-8s this year, and 35 in 2017, and 18 in 2018. In addition, it will take delivery of 17 737-700s later this year, 14 737-700s in 2017, and a further 4 in 2018. Southwest's first 737 MAX 8 will be delivered in 2017. Wow. Southwest, another one of those airlines I'd love to try flying if I was in the mm-hmm. States because they're. Massively popular, right? Uh, they're like the Ryanair of the of uh, of the states <laughs> Southwest, but they have slightly better customer service. I should hope yeah. so. Yes, absolutely. The Americans are, are, tend to be better
0: at customer service, in in my experience. If that isn't the case, obviously do let us know. But uh, yeah, my experience has always been pretty good. Uh, your your oven is getting a, oh, a great deal oven. of comment. Oh about, my yeah. Well, I don't know whether they Sorry. don't believe us when we say we're fr- we're we're in we the, kitchen, in the studio. kitchen studio. We are yes. literally in a kitchen. <laughs> Yeah, very it's nice it's kitchen it is too by the way uh, absolutely thank you. It's thank an you. excellent the, the, breakfast by the way uh, oh thank scrambled, yes. Scramble scrambled egg scrambled egg on toast all, all very healthy absolutely yes. anyway <laughs> on to the next story this is uh, on the RTE news website oh, it's and a once story. again it's a Ryanair story mm. uh, new Ryanair cabin crew deal covers pay rises new rosters and funding for uniforms RTE news has been sent details of the new Ryanair. Um, new Ryanair cabin crew pay agreement, which includes some pay rises, new rosters and new arrangements for funding uniforms. After issuing a press release announcing the deal earlier, Ryanair refused to reveal any details, saying they, they were confidential and declined to confirm whether the same deal would apply at all bases. It's understood that the agreement has been structured to boost productivity in order to fund the recruitment of additional staff required to operate new rosters triggered by new regulatory ar- Agreements, arrangements, sorry, not agreements. Uh, from April 2016, higher grade staff known as number ones will receive an increase of 350 euros in basic pay and 250 euros in their number one allowance. Grades called JCSS will receive a 250 euro basic pay increase, though the basic pay rises for both grades include uh, what was already set out in a 2013 pay deal. From April 2017, both grades will receive an increase of approximately €450 based on a 50 cent increase in so-called sector pay on the assumption that staff work the maximum 900 hours per year. From April 2018, they will receive a further 50 cents um, increase in their sector pay, with another similar increase from April 2019. There will be a pay freeze from April 2020, unless a new arrangement agreement sorry, is reached. Cabin crew retain their €400 Euro Unimed allowance for uniforms, uh, renewal of IDs and medical examinations. If Ryanair crew accept the deal, contractors engaged through employment agencies will receive a €2 Euro per hour increase increase by 2019 in four 50 cent phases however that increase will include the planned 40 cent increase already projected in the 2013 agreement the airline says that the new rosters will deliver 15 more scheduled paid scheduled days off per year per employee while retaining the same level of annual leave However, the company reserves the right to schedule staff in the event of operational disruption. It also points to significant promotional opportunities as the airline hires additional staff to crew 300 new planes currently being purchased. Up to now, new recruits paid for their own uniforms but received a €400 annual allowance to cover those uniforms, renewal of IDs and medical examinations. Ryanair is currently rolling out a new cabin crew uniform. Under the new deal, existing cabin crew who already own or have paid for an old uniform will have a once-off opportunity to receive a new one free of charge, providing they do so by the end of April. Ryanair describes this as a great deal for the crew as they had previously agreed that the uniform would be funded by deferring the existing €400 annual allowance. New recruits will continue to pay for their initial uniform but will still receive the €400 allowance to fund replacement items if they successfully complete their probationary period. Contractors who have already paid for a uniform will have a once-off opportunity to replace it free of charge if they do so by the 30th of April. Contractors currently in the process of paying for their initial uniform issue will continue to pay for their uniform for the first 12 months. Contract cabin crew hired through agencies will also be able to apply for positions on a new grade known as the junior contract though the pay rates for this grade are not yet known. There may also be a discretionary sick pay scheme and minimum guaranteed flying hours. In some documentation, Ryanair warned that staff rejecting New Deal would remain on the existing agreement with no pay increases beyond 2016, operating a highly disruptive roster. The company also said that their €400 euro Unimed allowance would be halved to recoup the cost of the new uniform.
1: I was just looking online, Matt, while you were mm. doing that story, and um, according to uh, to their website, Ryanair's website, mm. their full-time crews uh, are offered um, a basic a starting pay of £25,000 or €30,000. That's their gross Gosh. gross yeah. per annum pay. Um, so I suppose it's at the 25000 gross. You've got to take your tax and stuff off that. Right. So I don't know what that would work out after tax Mm. uh, a year um, for for the cabin crew, Um, and it's I'm just looking on there. They've got uh, a fixed term flexible contract for three years with a cabin crew agency. Right. And yeah, I'm just looking on the website here. I mean, they make on the website that they sort of play play it as being quite a a, you know a, a good yeah good thing. Wow. Um and yeah. It, that will be, remain to be seen if the deal gets get, gets
0: accepted, basically, doesn't it? Mm. Mm. If not, there could be strikes by Ryanair crew. How ironic would that be? <laughs>
1: but they are recruiting now, actually. Ryanair are recruiting on their Ooh, website now. Shall we apply? If, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you've got, and their pilot recruitment as well. Oh. Uh, yeah, they've got uh, a pilot, pilot recruitment part as oh. well uh, to fly their fleet of 737-800s uh, that, they've, mm. that they've got, obviously. It uh, doesn't say how much their pilots are on, no. um, but you've got to have a minimum of three and a half thousand hours flying time Gosh. Uh, before you're taken on um, by by Ryanair. What's the, what's the normal? Is that is that higher than normal? Is You'd that have average? to ask Al that one. Yeah, absolutely. Al, Al would know. Uh, well, yeah, Al would know absolutely. that one. Well, hopefully but he'll it, come back to us um, in the chat room. It, it doesn't say. Him. Unfortunately, it doesn't say on their website how much their uh, their pilots are paid. Okay. Uh, on their website so, probably um, probably not enough if you speak to the pilots I would imagine so yeah yeah,
0: yeah. absolutely obviously,
1: anyway Al, Al's paid millions of course he flies right. for royal well, jet. And, and worth absolutely yeah. every single penny yeah. Al, Al, is, Al is obviously a millionaire because <laughs> he flies he, like I said he flies for Royal Jet well quite right yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> next story then on Flight Global site he'll say something in the chat he will yes abuse uh, is forthcoming I, I fear on <laughs> uh, Flight Global then uh, Gulf Air ups A320neo orders but can New A330s. Oh. So Bahraini flag carrier Gulf Air has confirmed its future narrow body fleet plan, adjusting a previous order with Airbus to sign up for an increased fleet of uh, NEOs, new engine option A320s, and A321s. Uh, they're to be delivered from June 2018, and the new assets will include 17 A321 NEOs and 12 A320 NEO aircraft, with the deal worth an estimated $3.4 billion. No engine choice has been announced yet, though. Uh, during uh, detailed uh, investor, or during detailed uh, chats uh, in Bahrain International Air Show uh, the development builds uh, on a 2012 order for 10 A320 NEOs and also replaces an earlier commitment to acquire six A330 300s uh, speaking at the uh, the Bahrain International Air Show Airbus Chief Executive Fabrice Brigere confirmed that the uh, net gain of 13 aircraft with the customer The planned A330-300s were axed after Gulf Air opted uh, to base its wide-body strategy on the use of a future fleet of up to 16 Boeing 787s. Uh, The carrier announced a switch from this uh, Dash Dash 8 to the Dash 9 version uh, immediately before the Airbus deal was confirmed. Uh, Gulf Air will use the Neo-Series aircraft to replace its existing fleet of 22 A320s and A321s. And he said that uh, using the NEO will provide a future network expansion opportunities, both regionally and uh, European, and to the Indian subcontinent. The airline said. Meanwhile, Al Musalam says Gulf Air expects to conclude talks with Bombardier within the next couple of uh, months about a planned order for 10 C-series narrowbodies. The carrier has been pending an order for 10 CS100s, uh, but he notes that the, we don't have a luxury of the time to discuss these details. Oh, that's kind of quite of interesting. They cancelled the three the 330s, obviously being a big wide-body one, the 320s mm. being more of a, um, obviously, a narrow-body single-aisle uh, mm. fleet. So, they're obviously, uh, expanding the, the smaller aircraft to, to cover their, um, their not quite higher passenger numbers uh, routes for Gulf Air. Going back to our previous story, apparently yeah. a lot of the pilots for Ryanair
0: are actually not employed directly by Ryanair. They yeah. are self-employed. Therefore, if you're not rostered on to work, they don't have to pay you anything, which makes sense. So, you, you, you know, no, no 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 flying, no pay. No
1: flying, no pay. Mm, yes. Mm. That's probably why there isn't <laughs> a figure. Royal Jet pay the going rate for highly talented highly skilled and customer-focused pilots with a sense of humour. Splendid. He is officially minted. Though. We so need yeah. to get on board a Royal <laughs> Jet flight
0: we do, with absolutely. Captain Al at the helm. Absolutely. I can't think yeah. of anything more exciting. Anyway, the final story in this commercial section, uh, this is on Float Global again. And it's a cool, it's a chilly, it's a chilly story. A chi- right. A okay. Cooler, cooler a br- climbs. Cl- cooler climbs. Although, ironically, we're having a, what I can only describe. Is it an Indian, in an Indian January? summer in yeah. January? Yeah, absolutely. It's like 11 degrees outside here in South in, in, sunny Suffolk at the mm. moment, Alaska, to order 30 large regional jets in the first quarter of 2016. Alaska Air Group expects to place an order for up to 30 large regional jets in the first quarter of 2016, with deliveries expected to begin in 2017. The new aircraft will likely have about 76 seats and be operated by regional partner Horizon Air, says the Seattle-based Carrier's Chief Financial Officer, Bray Brandon Peterson. Peterson. I think, Brandon Peterson, during an, ear- an earnings call today. Those aircraft would partly replace capacity lost as Horizon returns 15 leased Bombardier Q400 turboprops Bombardier. in 20 20- <laughs> Bombardier, I keep doing that. I'm so I sorry. It. I uh, it. Q400 turboprops in 2018, he says. We are in the final st- phase of a regional jet campaign, says Peterson. Our intent is for those aircraft to be flown by Horizon if their pilots and flight attendants approve changes to their collective bargaining agreements. Voting is taking place now, he says. Executives do not say what type of aircraft Horizon is considering, except that they plan to outfit them with three service classes. That would uh, align The new aircraft with Alaska's Boeing 737s and its Embraer 175s operated by SkyWest Lines, both of those aircraft types have economy and first-class cabins, but Alaska announced in December 2015 that it will begin installing premium economy seats in both types later this year. Peterson and other executives say more large regional aircraft will enable Alaska to continue adding profitable profitable medium-range routes to its network. Large regional jets have more range than the Q400s and are more comfortable for passengers and have a lower trip cost on stages of more than 400 miles, Peterson said. This is an area where we see plenty of room for profitable growth in 2016 and beyond, adds Alaska's Chief Commercial Officer Andrew Harrison. The new aircraft with the 76-seat range include current generation models like the Bombardier CRJ, 900 and the e175 and the next generation models like the e175-e2 and the mitsubishi mrj70 executives say they are not seriously considering an aircraft with 100 seats just such as the bombardier cs100 we have thought about it right uh, we've thought about it but right now we are moving towards a 76 seat regional jet at horizon says peterson Regional partner SkyWest already operates five E-175s and eight Bombardier CRJ-700s for Alaska. However, all eight CRJ-700s will be removed from service in 2016 and replaced by 10 new E-175s, Alaska's fleet plan shows. Although Alaska intends to begin operating regional jets under its Horizon Division, Peterson said SkyWest will continue to operate some regional jets for Alaska.
1: So the Bombardier Q400, the 400 mm. series, it's been uh, Bombardier's best-selling mm. uh, version of the aircraft. Um, you can buy one of these at a unit cost of around $27 million. Lovely. <laughs> <And, laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, so, How's that lottery win coming along? Well, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's taken a long while. Uh, in a single class, 78 passengers. Right. So it's, you know, it's a mm. small amount of pack, but great little aircraft. And... Um, I'm just reading, it's got powered by the Pratt & Whitney uh, PW-150A engines, can fly at 414 miles an hour. All wow. That, uh, in knots, that's 360 knots. Okay. Yeah. Uh, has a range of uh, 1,362 nautical miles. Gosh. Um, but no, great aircraft. Uh, They're from Bombardier. Is. And yeah. uh, there's also, they've also um, penned in to have a, 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 a water Bombing version of these for carry you know for, oh, uh, for uh, fires, fires and stuff. Yeah, good So that's where we're going to bring the commercial section of the show to a close. We have got some military news coming up next and also a segment from Pilot Pip. Yeah,
0: in fact, we're going to do the Pilot Pip segment. Are we Um, going to do it now? Yeah, we're going to do that now.
1: And then while we we have a quick cup of tea, and then we can
0: bash on because we're we're going to be be a slightly shorter show, I think, because of our technical problems. So if uh, the technology holds out, uh, if you are ready, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to welcome Pilot Pip into the studio. Plane safety from the flight deck with Pilot Pip.
2: Hey everyone, it's Pip here with another Safety from the Flight Deck segment. And today just want to have a very quick word about call signs. Now the sort of call signs you'll probably be familiar with are things like Maverick and Iceman and Ghost Rider and other very cool, very sexy call signs like that. But unfortunately, the call signs we use in the boring old civilian world really aren't that exciting or sexy. Usually they just consist of letters and numbers. And if you're lucky, maybe you've got a a sexy sounding airline name or other sort of call sign, but they're pretty mundane, usually, and necessarily so. Now most airlines use their own name as part of their call sign. So, EasyJet, for instance, use Easy One Two Three. Or United will use United. Delta, Ryanair, Virgin, Lufthansa. Most of them just use their own names. Sometimes you get the odd one that doesn't. They use something else slightly different. Like British Airways uses Speedbird One Two Three. Or Aer Lingus, for instance, uses the call sign Shamrock, which I quite like actually. And then that's usually preceded by a number of letters and or numbers. So for instance at SafeJets Jets we use the call sign Safe Jets 123 with a letter. Well actually we have two different formats. We either use three numbers and a letter, so for instance 517 Uniform, or we use one letter and two numbers, so 5 November Juliet for instance. Now many airlines have some sort of system in place Whereby the call sign is predicated upon the direction of travel, so north-south flights have a particular format of call sign, and east-west have something else. If we use something like that, the safe jets, then I've, I've yet to figure it out. It all seems rather random. But you can imagine with only so many letters and so many numbers, that there are only a finite number of call signs you could have. And there is a real danger, actually, that you can get similar sounding call signs, Now maybe not identical but you can get ones that are similar enough sounding to cause a bit of a problem. Now in theory that shouldn't happen because we've got a couple of layers of protection in place to prevent that. First of all, most companies when they're compiling their flight schedules will have some sort of bit of software that goes through and looks at all of the call signs that are going to be airborne at the same time and should in theory filter out the ones that are either identical or very similar sounding. But of course that only works within a particular airline. Another layer, at least when we're talking about in Europe, when all the flight plans get submitted to Eurocontrol, which is in Brussels, I think, there's another similar bit of software that goes through and looks at all the flight plans in the system from all the different airlines that are going to be flying in the space at a particular time. And again, goes through and has a look at all of them and chucks back or rejects any that are are very similar or identical but even so it's not uncommon to have a couple slip through the net as I found out a few nights ago or a few weeks ago one evening flying into Nice I can't remember the exact call sign we were something like uh, Safe Jets 517 Uniform and we were fairly well into the approach when another Safe Jets aircraft came on the frequency approaching from a different uh, direction with something like 527 Yankee now, at first glance, they're quite different, but actually when you've been up in the air for a few hours, it's getting late in the evening, it's your third or fourth flight of the day. Those kinds of, when you've got similar numbers and letters, can, can throw you a bit because the controllers can make mistakes as well. So we were flying along and we would requested a visual approach and yeah. the controller was a little bit late getting back to us. And he eventually did come back and cleared us for the visual approach. But in the meantime, this other safe jet's call sign had come on frequency, hadn't realized we were there, and assumed the clearance for the visual approach was for them. And they were obviously quite confused by this because A, they hadn't requested a visual approach, and B, they were quite far out and weren't expecting one at all, so they kind of went, uh, okay, we'll take that. And then we were in our cockpit saying, hang on a second, I think that was probably for us. So it caused a bit of confusion while we sorted that one out. And then funnily enough, actually, just the following day, we were on the ground. We were just getting ready to start up and taxi out Uh, again. I forget the call sign. But at the same time, another aircraft from a totally different company had just landed and were taxiing in and had an almost identical call sign to us. So we had to say to each other, OK, look, there's another call sign very similar to us. So let's just pay attention and not get confused. Because potentially it can lead to quite a big foul up. You can imagine a scenario in which uh, one aircraft takes a, a descent clearance or something for, that was meant for another aircraft and it all ends very badly. In fact the, the the most amusing one I ever heard was quite a few years ago it involved two British Airways call signs over London both speed birds and they had it was an almost identical call sign I don't remember at all what they were but they were very very similar and it was really starting to cause a bit of confusion. So eventually, the controller, very switched on chap, he said, "Uh, do you know what? Speedbird at flight level 300 heading west, from now on, I'm going to call you John. Other speedbird at level 150 heading east, I'm going to call you Bert. Got it? And they both came back and said, yep. Right, John, you descend flight level 100. Bert, you turn right and climb level 280, or whatever it was. And it was all very amusing for a while, the controller calling them both John and Bert. And eventually, of course, one uh, one call sign left the frequency to another sector and everything went back to normal. So just yet another of those little, little gotchas that are out there waiting to bite you in the butt. So it's important to always be paying attention. But like I say, most of the call signs are very boring. Our one's very boring. There are only a few good ones. My favourite one, there's a... A cargo company here in the UK which uses the call sign Neptune, which I think is fantastic. There's another one out there that uses Nightstar. I like that very much. In fact, you even quite regularly hear on frequencies sometimes the call signs Batman and Blackadder. Now, I don't know quite who's using those call signs, but I'm very jealous. Uh, Blackadder, if you don't know, for those of you not in the UK, is of course a reference to a very well-known uh, UK comedy TV programme. Anyway, I'll leave it there. I've got to get to bed. I've got my last day tomorrow of our my four-day sim recurrent tomorrow. is our special airport, so we're going to be training for London City Airport and Chambry in France. Always good fun. And we'll also be doing a loft scenario, our line-orientated flying training, which basically they dream up some wacky scenario for us to deal with in the air. Sometimes it's very run-of-the-mill, passengers have had a heart attack or something like that, or other times it can get quite wacky. But I need to go and get my beauty sleep and be ready for that. So until the next time, until the next segment, I'm going to hand you back to the boys in the studio. So over to you, Carlos and Mats.
1: Well, thanks for that, Pip. Yeah. As always, another excellent segment from Pilot Pip. Don't forget you can contact uh, Pilot Pip and also listen to his show over at the Plane Safety Podcast. Look for him on iTunes. You can find him on iTunes alongside us. Over at the Plane Safety Podcast, go and download his latest episode, which I listened to this week. Did you? Get you? Uh, which was really good. It was all about the uh, the background and how they all went about uh, doing the Miami Meetup. For, oh, cool. for ABG yeah, yeah, two hundred, yeah. I should and try. I should uh, make sure I listen to that this week. Yeah, Pip had some sort of behind the. Scenes recordings from uh, when they were when they were sort of surprising Jeff and uh, oh wow it was really good it was really good show yeah Yeah. well
0: he did a lovely little segment for us afterwards didn't he where they'd just done the big meetup that that we played at a couple of weeks ago yeah yeah yeah, it was good so don't forget
1: catch up with Pip there and uh, hopefully Pip will be back next week with another brilliant fingers and toes all crossed
0: yeah so fun in a simulator for
1: him I know in a simulator today he did actually text he he texted me this morning uh, to say that he was uh, he was going going flying in a in a Sim today, so as you do, uh, as yes. you do oh, I'd love to have a go in one of those simulators. For well, full I yes, I, I
0: think I think um, owners of expensive aircraft would like you to do that as well oh, over no. actually flying one for real. I mean, you know, maybe have a bit of a practice. I wonder, uh, can you hire one out for the you day? You can. Oh, actually, can you? Yeah, okay, there, yeah. There,
1: there is. Uh, I think Al will probably know this as well. That there is yeah. one of the one of the simulators, the, the full motion simulators, at Luton Airport. I oh, think. is it? Um, but it costs uh, quite a lot of money to hire that for an hour I oh. think it's some it's somewhere around the six five or six hundred pounds for an hour uh something like that. it might, it might even be more than that now but uh, i know it's not cheap to hire one of these but they are they are a full oh. motion simulator you know all the that's yeah. the, the ones that the pilots use for training i, I like
0: um, I, I like captain al's idea for for while we're out on the road yeah he suggested a caravan we're gonna have a PT UK caravan with we've got, all, with our love. We've got brought, a van. You, you've got the Tristar, man. You've yeah, <laughs> got a van with everything out. all set up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Ironically, it'd be easy to do an FM broadcast, I think, rather than anything else, thanks to that massive aerial on oh the no. Tristar. You can't miss it from a from a mile away. But uh, yes, no. Thanks, Pip. Cracking segment as always. Oh, well, hold
1: on. Neil Braden has put that he flies a fixed base seven three seven eight hundred sim in the UK every few months. He uh-huh. pays forty quid. For twelve hours? What? Forty pound? Where is this fixed base simulator, <laughs> Neil? <laughs> I need to go there you need every to go day. Play. You can go, go, uh, right. Forty quid? i i b- 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 blimey.
0: Yes, absolutely right. Okay, well, while we wait right. for further updates Why on, I on I that in everywhere. the chat room, what we're going to do? It's time then. If you're ready, let's get the military section underway. So, if you're ready, Mister Mister uh,
1: Yes, let's go. <laughs> So the first story uh, for the military segment this week on Flight Global, and the headline: UK potential for in-flight refuelling of helicopters. That's the story I found a couple of days ago, mm. and it's, um, it's pretty awesome. There's a picture. I don't know if it's on this particular news story, uh, but they had a picture of uh, like kind of refuelling uh, going on, you know, in air of helicopters. Of helicopters, it's amazing yeah. to yeah, see. Absolutely, because um, I mean the logistical thing of. Controlling a helicopter <laughs> yeah, behind a, yeah. a fixed-wing aircraft. Yeah,
0: because well, because all the air, the airflows. I know completely it's just horrific, amazing.
1: So, the UK, uh, our good old UK, where we, me and Matt are now, Ooh. is exploring options for its transport rotorcraft, including in flight refueling, as it looks to extend the operational range of its fleet in line with commitments in a new recent defence review. Released in November, the Strategic Defence and Security Review, or the SDSR, promised the UK world uh, would upgrade helicopters and transport aircraft so we could deploy, deploy <laughs> further and faster and independently to meet the threats around the world. Speaking at the IQPC, the International Military Helicopter 2006 conference, Maj, Maj, Major General Richard Felton, commander of the UK's multi-service Joint Helicopter Command, uh, said several options were available to address that need. With acquisitions of new types such as the Bell Boeing V-22 tilt rotor unlikely, Felton says the focus is instead on adding range to existing platforms. This could either be achieved through the installation of internal fuel tanks with a reduced payload for takeoff or the addition of in-flight refueling. However, he concedes that the consideration will also have to be given to tankers with the o- nation's only in-flight refuelling assets, the Royal Air Force's Airbus and Dispense uh, A330 MRTT, which are unsuited to slow speeds necessary uh, for helicopter refuelling, which is what I was just saying yeah, there. Right? Yeah. Obviously, because helicopters don't fly at the same, the same CEPs, speed. No, no, they're very um, slow. Especially not big uh, helicopters the transport ones. Uh, we I, are I, thinking- just,
0: I just can't get my head... Round, as you say because I mean even even I mean what's the slowest that a large refueling I, jet for I example have no can fly idea.
1: I've no idea I mean uh, I mean I don't know what, what sort of the slowest speed yeah. that Alan can fly his A321 but you know it's a similar I mean the A330 um, you know obviously has a has a stall speed mm. like all aircraft have a, have a speed at which Yeah but you stall. can't
0: maintain that for I mean, presumably, it takes a reasonable amount of time to refuel.
1: It does say here that on the story that both the Royal Air Force's Lockheed Martin C-130Js and the Boeing C-17 transports can achieve uh, the 120 knot or 222 kilometres an hour required uh, for refueling. Although he stresses that the decision-making process is really at an early stage. Yeah, I bet. Uh, the SDSR also states in the UK will invest in Boeing CH forty-seven Chinook fleets to be able to operate it into the twenty forties. Right. I mean, this would be um, quite an awesome thing to see yeah, for definite for to see refueling of helicopters cool, yeah. in in, in yeah. air. I'd love to um, see
0: it. Love to do, see a. Somebody video that. As soon as they, as soon as they do that, we, if we find that... Glenn's Glenn
1: just to... put in here that the US Marines do air-to-air refuelling a lot with helicopters. Right. But we don't... Yeah, know but is it helicopter-to-helicopter? Okay. Helicopter? Uh, I don't know. You have to, uh, I think that, that's... I have to ask Glenn yeah. that one to go. We need you, Glenn. Glenn, yes, give us the quick, answer to that yeah, one. Look it up. Look it up.
0: <laughs> yes, excellent. Yeah, okay. Anyway, on to the next story whilst we're waiting for more feedback from that. And it's Flight Global again, and it's the life of the RAF Tornado Squadron, further extended to 2018. Good. Further detail on the UK Ministry of Defence's November Strategic Defence and Security Reviews, the SDSR, has revealed the retirement of a pana, Is it panavay, Panavia Panavia Tornado Tornado GR4 squadron will be pushed back to 2018 from the previously announced 2017 date. Last August, Defence Secretary Michael Fallon said that a delayed retirement from 2016 until March 2017 of the Royal Air Force's 12th squadron would allow the type to continue operating until the Eurofighter Typhoon was able to fully take over the ground attack role in Iraq and Syria. However, the next retirement of a Tornado tornado squadron has now been pushed back further to 2018 Rather suggest perhaps that the Eurofighter isn't going to be ready in time. No, it is,
1: it's the Eurofighter.
0: Alright, well may, maybe there won't be enough people trained to use it perhaps mm. in time. Uh, we will extend the third Tornado Ground Attack Squadron in service until 2018 to continue the fight against uh, Daesh the Islamic State and be ready for other tasks, then retire the remaining two squadrons of tornadoes in 2019, an SDSR fact sheet released by the MOD on the 15th of January says. The tornado is is proving its worth against Islamic State militants in the Middle East and the demand for it is high. 12 Squadron was returned to service in January 2015 to join Operation Shader after originally disbanding in 2014 after the withdrawal from Afghanistan. Three squadrons are required to support the operation, with one deployed at any given time, one in a preparation role and the other on stand down. The recent SDSR also noted that the UK will require the planned 138 Lockheed Martin F-35s over the life of the programme and will buy some of these aircraft more quickly than previously planned, creating an additional frontline squadron by 2023. According to said fact sheet, the Tornado GR4's replacement, the Typhoon, will also see an additional two frontline squadrons formed to support the type until 2040, with more investment into integrating... an act, an active electronically scanned array radar with the integration of the MBDA Brimstone air to surface missile in 2017 the newer type should be able to bring adopting the uh, should be able to begin adopting the ground attack role from the tornado which has which began carrying the weapons in Syria this month the fact sheet also confirms the uk commitment to developing unmanned combat air vehicle technology uh, specifically uh, in collaboration with France, the two nations are involved in a bilateral future combat air systems program and the USA. We will work with France to develop an advanced unmanned combat air system technology demonstrator and with the United States uh, to mature Other high-end technologies, it said, additionally, we will pursue a national technology program to maintain the UK's position as a global leader in this area. Under its protector program, the UK will see its fleet of armed UAVs doubled in 2020 in the 2020 timeframe from a capability currently provided by the General Atomics Aeronautical Systems MQR Reaper. So yes, uh, exciting times I think really, but it's great that this uh, the that this uh, squadron is is remaining in service just for a little bit longer.
1: Yeah, um, well, well everybody, everybody
0: loves a tornado.
1: Oh yeah, I was just actually looking at some some of the I didn't realise it was quite quite as old as it is. Mm. Um, obviously, still a very formidable jet. Yeah. but it first introduced into the service um, or first flew in 1974 was before Gosh. me and you were the, yes on the 14th of August. Oh wow! Uh, and introduced into the service in 1979. Wow that one there's been uh, just under a thousand of these uh, aircraft produced gosh Uh, going back to the last story we had on the refueling thing um, we had a I'm just posting it now on our Facebook feed Um, there we go for everyone on the chat in the chat room now if you go to our Facebook page you'll be able to see a story there and this was brought to us by Glenn Towler who's in the chat room now he's just sent us a link through and Glenn uh, sent the link through for the air to air refueling of helicopters, so for those of you in the chat room or listening to the, uh, listening to the um, podcast version or the uh, yep. audio version you 'll be able to go on the Facebook page and find and that link. see yeah. the story there 's one on there and there 's a great picture there uh, on the uh, on our facebook page of this air to air refueling uh, from uh, from an aircraft That's cool cool, cool. Uh, next story yep. uh, is on flight global site. Uh, Sad one, Taiwanese F-16A crashes in the Arizona desert. Uh, A Taiwanese F-16A operating from Luke Air Force Base in Arizona has crashed and the pilot is presumed dead, according to a base spokesman. Uh, The 56th fighter wing hosts F-16 training squadrons from Singapore and Taiwan and leads the multinational training center for the newest Lockheed Martin type, the F-35A. According to statements from the wing, the aircraft went down at 8.45 local time on the 21st of January during a training flight over Baghdad, Arizona, a small uh, remote town, 160 kilometers uh, northwest of the Air Force Base outside Phoenix. Uh, The crash site has been located and based uh, on evidence the pilot did not survive, a spokesman confirms. The wing is the single largest uh, producer of uh, F-16 pilots for the U.S. Air Force and its allies, with squadrons based locally and uh, at Holloman Air Force Base, New Mexico. Our thoughts and prayers go out to the family and uh, giving them our full support during this difficult time, says Brigadier General Scott Plus of the 56th uh, Command in a statement very sad indeed mm. you know when you yeah, lose when you lose a pilot you know on a yeah. training uh, mission as well you know just a training mission not a, uh, like a not, not of, in combat at all yeah. it's very sad indeed but obviously they'll um, they'll Though these aircraft do have um, recording the systems yeah. on and stuff, so they'll so probably find get out to the what actually this, what went actually wrong, actually yes. yeah.
0: Okay, so we'll watch this space. Then it's a, a developing picture. As they a say. UAV
1: story for the last one. then.
0: Indeed, yes. The final story. This once again is on Flight Global. And UAV company offers to map UK to prevent future flooding. Now, this is a great idea. Uh, unmanned air vehicle provider Strat Aero has offered the UK government use of its aerial 3D mapping services to help inform flood prevention studies. Um, chief executive tony uh, dun dunlevy sorry tony dunlevy has written to mp rory Stewart, environment minister asking him to consider con- contracting the company to map the uk's coastline waterways and flood defences which it says can compete which it says it can complete within 12 months using its topography software um, given uk's airspace restrictions the company is offering to carry the payload uh, using a mixed fleet of manned and unmanned aircraft, the uh, the SenseFly eB electric fixed-winged UAB and the Cessna 208 caravan. Ah, the faithful caravan. Yeah. Uh, Mr Dunleavy reckons he can complete the job before the end of 2016 and not only significantly increase the effectiveness of the budgetary spend, but do so at significantly less cost than currently being spent by the Exchequer, the company says. Even better, this can be completed annually to help avoid future flooding disasters arising from out-of-date data. Strat Aero says information collected using the topography sensor is more reliable than the current national survey data and mapping can be carried out within 10 centimetres, that's four inches above and below the waterline. That's very, very cool, isn't it? Strat Aero's subsidiary Geocurve previously used the same concept for the UK's Environment Agency to help secure flood defences in the Norfolk Broads National Park between March and July 2015. It's not really a national park, is it? This must be an American (laughs) website. Anyway, (laughs) by the by, Uh, having uh, already achieved outstanding results through mapping the Norfolk Broads for the Environment Agency, Strat Aero is perfectly positioned to roll out our service across the UK, Dunleavy says. We believe we can can provide an up-to-date and more comprehensive data set than has ever existed for the UK's coastline and waterways. This will provide an excellent foundation for the formulation of preemptive strategy to improve the country's flood defences and, in the process, help prevent further flood damage and suffering occurring in the future. The letter was sent in the week starting the 11th of January, but Strat Aero has not received a response from Stuart at the time of going to press. Now, I don't know whether it's because, you, you know, the gov- governments are very, very slow at responding to anything like this. But, I mean, they're, they're claiming that they can do it cheaper mm. than what they're currently shelling out already, if you like, with more accurate data at the end of it. I mean, surely it's a no-brainer, isn't it? I mean people are really suffering. I mean it's nothing. Oh, yeah. not, I, know, I know I know there's big problems in not the States. actually absolutely. But, yeah. Um and not so much certainly where we live we've been very lucky but certainly in Scotland and Wales and things. I mean they're forever being flooded, aren't they? Mm. And it does make you worry that that you know that that nothing seems to be doing done about it. It's sort of I mean was it one one area was it was it in Wales where it's been flooded three times yeah, three, in,
1: in the last year? year i think well no no i mean they had three on the bounce the within yeah. weeks yeah. didn't yeah, yeah. they yeah.
0: very very recently and it's just, just sort of very very so so you know got a company here is offering to do it for less mm. i don't understand why we aren't biting their hand but off
1: it's them. another great use of, of, a, UAVs, of good yeah, use absolutely. for a uav yeah, for obviously absolutely. doing for doing this kind of thing because you get uh, obviously with the, the lovely hd cameras these yeah, have, these uh, uavs have to film yeah. Uh, this sort of thing, I mean, you know, yeah. it's, it's a good, it's a really good use for a, for a UAV. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, definitely. yes. On a, on a side note, from Matt, you're on about bad weather still. Yes. Uh, just a note to all our US listeners mm. who are listening at the moment. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, obviously we've seen on the news, on Sky News, whilst yeah, we've we been recording this morning, the show, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you guys are getting some really bad snow. So yeah. um, actual snow, actual not snow. Real snow, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so you guys and girls yeah. out there, take care. Yeah. Obviously gosh, it's really, yeah. it is really. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the scenes we've seen on there of cars yeah. going into each other and stuff has been really bad. So yeah. um, take care, everyone in mm. the US, and uh, make sure you uh, stay safe. Really, we're so lucky, aren't we? Because mm. we don't get tornadoes,
0: you know. Okay, we, there are parts of the UK that are struggling with... with um, flooding and stuff but uh, yeah no amazing times yeah. well that is i'm afraid where we have to bring a rather eventful episode <laughs> number 96 <laughs> to a close to get in touch with the show you can do this do so by the usual means so it's facebook.com forward slash plain talking uk twitter handle is at plain talking uk www.plaintalkinguk.com dot com is the website, and of course, if you've got any audio feedback, we haven't any audio feedback no, we this haven't. week. Which is, which oh, yeah. uh, Carl is very, very upset about. Yeah, I'm absolutely, very upset. he does love to get his audio feedback because uh, mainly because it means you don't have to listen to us for quite so so long. Actually, we're just seeing horrific pictures of the White House at the moment. That's live. The White House is yeah. actually a very white yeah, house. Very difficult to actually see it, yeah. but uh, yes, uh, send any feedback, audio or otherwise. Get in touch with the show. It is podcast at Plain Talking UK dot com. Uh, it's been emotional. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, and uh, hopefully uh, our new equipment will be here by next week, so everything is returned to normal service. So thanks very much, uh, those of you who were watching live. Thank you very much for sticking with us. We've been yes. lucky to have so many people still watching the live show after we had to change links and all that kind of thing. So no. serious thanks guys, as well
1: also to uh, to all those guys and girls who have donated via Patreon. Of course. Yes. Absolutely. To the show. Yeah. Uh, Alan, you're in the. You're in in the chat room there Alan yeah absolutely Alan, see, thanks for your yeah. donation we uh, mentioned course. you last week but yeah. uh, no very great. very grateful
0: and uh yes uh, w- ways of helping the show out if you go to our website as i say do www- yeah, we,
1: we, we, we definitely need we help. definitely need to help now <laughs> yes absolutely oh, we, we've
0: had lots of things blow up this week um yeah so uh lots of ways to get involved if you if you buy stuff through amazon it's uh, amazon uh if you go to our website there's a link on our page and uh, if you're an amazon user there's no cost to you but uh, amazon will give us a a small donation um for um uh, basically advertising referrals essentially so you know it, if you buy stuff through Amazon please um, use our link because uh, do. it doesn't cost it <laughs> I doesn't even cost I us anything yeah absolutely yeah. and uh, obviously PayPal uh, all the details that you need for, for both for, for not only for Patreon uh, and Amazon but also PayPal if you want to just send a, a one off donation but uh, any, any help uh, will be greatly received especially, especially as we've lost um, four rather major pieces of equipment <laughs> this week so <laughs> yeah absolutely
1: anyway actually the, uh, the microphones if, are sitting on the table yeah, just behind absolutely. where Matt yes, is we're going to have a ceremonial burning session later of, of I think, microphones yeah absolutely um, but, but uh, uh, in answer to your question Jennifer in the chat room yes um, uh, Jenny's just said uh, would you like a little report as audio feedback next week for the new Alitalia and Etihad airline merger oh my goodness, yes, yes Jenny yes, we would love that absolutely yes send anything thing. yeah and anyone else who is in the chat room listening to us as well mm. Please feel free to send us uh, an audio recording. Yeah, uh, or video, don't mind. Or video, yeah. Video Everything. is good, yeah. yeah, video is good. Uh, but no, yeah, send us that. Perhaps uh, perhaps Captain Al, uh, we might uh, we might get him back on the show soon. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, we not need to get not until we've ironed out a few. Yeah, you <laughs> need to iron out a few creases yeah. <laughs> <pieces> first. <laughs> absolutely. Oh,
0: but uh, anyway, thanks, guys, for sticking with us. That's where we bring episode 96 to a close. 96. Oh, I've had an idea for I our think 100th we'll episode, but we, I'm, we gonna, shall I'm discuss that, discuss that later. later. Yes, okay, Splendid. Uh, Thanks, guys. Uh, As I say, thanks for sticking with us. And we'll see you all uh, on the flip side, as they say. We'll see you for episode 97 next week. week. So from all of us here in the studio, it is a very, very relieved that we got through it. (laughs) Goodbye.